glint of something slightly dangerous or slightly unhinged in his eye. <laughs> you probably have to have that to face Sam Ronaldo, and he has done that, and he's got all the cards now. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo. Ronan Mullen, good morning to you. Hi lads, how's it going? How's it going? All's well now. All's it's well. a hell of a jumper. You like it, Jay? I do. It's 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 woolly and uh, what's the end? I think it's it's some sort of cursory play at Michigan, the American Football University. But uh, I wouldn't be, like to be held to that, Adrian. Counter ironic yeah. as well. Mullen as well. Definitely not a reminder of my initial. Yeah, I, think yeah. So. <laughs> I, I don't need that on a Friday morning. Uh, Katie Taylor is fighting at Wembley tomorrow night. She's up against Karen Carabajal, and all the belts are on the line. Ronan, who is Karen Carabajal? Well. Probably not overly known in this part of the world, given this is her first fight outside her native Argentina, and put together a decent um, resume if you're looking at the, the numericals. 19 and 0, she's got uh, two knockouts in her last couple of fights, so comes with a little bit of form, but it's all kind of you know relevant or relative to you know the caliber of opposition she's been fighting, and it's needless to say she's taking a huge jump up in standard here. And that's why the odds are being borne out as such. Katie Taylor's an like an unbackable favourite in this fight, and she's had a few. Like given that her like her CV is stacked with with big names and world title fights and unifications and you know all these different weight categories and so on. Like she has had a couple of these ones where, although she says I treat every opponent the same and I fight to a level of standard regardless of the opposition, we have seen that. That can be difficult. When, fight, when a fighter comes to survive, Katie Taylor can't necessarily showcase what makes her such a standout star. And that's why she went into the Serrano fight, actually, as an underdog, because her previous uh, fights were quite underwhelming on her part relative to her standards. And she showed that she can still turn it on when she's up against a top, top operator. So I'd be cautious that this mightn't be vintage Katie Taylor, like one of her greatest ever displays tomorrow, but it's a means to an end because, you know, the, the whole Crow Park notion is still on the horizon for next year. Mm. There's a, a million things don't pick there, Ronan, and we'll do that over the course of the next seven or eight or ten minutes. What um, The one thing that did strike me was that the Serrano fight, obviously there was so much made about it for the very obvious reasons and the quality of opposition is lesser here, albeit a, a big, obviously, venue and all that. What uh, This one really has came under the radar. It hasn't been a huge amount of chat about it at all, almost. Yeah, so it's coming on six years almost exactly since she made her debut at this same arena, Wembley Arena, and you'll recall then that came a little bit off Broadway as well. It was post Rio 2016, and we weren't quite sure what Katie Taylor's second act was going to look like because Rio, for all that it was, and what's what's come to pass and come to light in the years since, it, her, it wasn't her best display either. Mm. And we kind of thought maybe we've seen the best of Katie Taylor, and she did call um, call time on her amateur days. And professional boxing in the women's code, even six years ago, is unrecognisable to what it is now. And what she's managed to put together is is quite remarkable. So you, you look at it in that context that she's gone from like making her debut in the middle of a <coughs> excuse me in the middle of a not overly heralded card at Wembley Arena to topping the bail tomorrow. You know speaks to the strides, and it's off the back of a huge event in London a couple of weeks ago where Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall headlined. So women's boxing has come on leaps and bounds but to be fair to your point relative to the pomp and circumstance which was around the Serrano fight it felt we were talking about that a month in advance and a month after I think there's just a sense that 
you know, this isn't quite that that kind of occasion, and we it's a holding pattern essentially until we get one of those blockbuster fights next year. Nothing is nothing is comparable. Is the point that yeah. is uh, that is that is very fair. She was talking this week about saying our best Katie, our best is yet to come. Um, when you, from a technical point of view, looking at looking back over the Serrano Sharapova the hand fights, is that are they? Is that actual? Is she mean what she's saying, or is that just fight talk? It's funny, Adrian. It's funny because like any time I've covered these fights. I feel like I've written that exact headline about ten times. Is that right? The best is yet to come because, like, I, I, she's being sincere when she says it, and like the best is yet to come. It seems absurd to say for a thirty-six-year-old that you know that's still ahead of her, but best is yet to come in terms of what she still brings to the table because she was saying that ahead of the Pursuin fights and those were blockbusters. She said it ahead of the Serrano fight and like many people had written her off ahead of that one because Serrano was the foreign fighter coming in and she produced possibly her career best display there. So I'm not writing her off in that sense. It's the subtext of, you know, I can I can show up regardless of the opponent. I, I think there's enough body of proof that she does raise her game dependent on the opposition and I think that will be borne out tomorrow as well. Can I ask you ask it a slightly different way? If if so she's six years into the professional game, which is still like pretty young, is she getting better as a professional fighter? Yeah, so like we would have spoken to Andy Lee and others in the early chapters of her professional career and what would have been said was she was still segueing from that amateur style and trying to implement it in the professional game. People who remember ten years ago the London twenty twelve games possibly the first time many people would have seen her fight. It was that frenetic, in-and-out, bob-and-weave energy, which is a fast-paced sprint over a short distance, whereas, needless to say, professional boxing is different, segmented differently, and it's a longer distance. So to try and do that over you know, a 20-minute period is, is really difficult, and it's taken her possibly those couple of years to realise that I can do that in bursts, but not necessarily sustain. Mm. And I think that's where she settled into it. The second half of her career... Like, if you take the Pursuant fights, for example, the first one, not to say she was found out, but, like, she did begin to gas towards the end and, and Pursuant kept coming. But then by the second fight, she'd managed to arrest many of those issues and tweaks. And similarly, in the Serrano fight, you look at round four and it looked for all the world that she might be stopped there and then, but she still had enough in the tank to take over in the second half of the fight. So she's definitely built up a reserve that wasn't there in the early parts of her career. And I think that's why she's managed to put together such a such an impressive string of wins. Mm. And you you mentioned as well the Croker stuff, and she let it slip. I don't know if she let it slip during the week, or was it just a uh, deliberate and maybe in some ways obvious thing to say about the Amanda two fight been for mm. Croker and then been scuppered? Is that done now, or could we see that on the cards again? I'd say there's there's a very good chance those two will fight again. Whether it's in Crow Park, I'm not sure. I remember speaking to. Jaron Owen after the Serrano one fight and thinking Katie Taylor's profile and the the context of the conversations around her at that time where I got the impression she could fight anybody in Crow Park and sell it out mm. might have might have to hold back on that slightly now Plus I think the living crisis and all that but I think that the Serrano fight is a surefire sellout I think Katie Taylor would pack a big crowd in any arena in Ireland regardless of the opponent but it what's would a sellout in Croker then for a boxing match. Ooh. It'd be in the realm of eighty thousand. I'm oh. not sure. I'm not sure what the logistics are of um, what the what the Guardian will actually allow in for a full event. Like you could possibly get a lot more than that in there. But um, 
the history historic in in, in, yeah. in any event yeah it'd be an incredible occasion i saw one of the irish boxing.com lads making the point that she could probably shadow box in there and still sell it out so um, that is a good point and like maybe towards the end of it if it was billed as like the last ever fight sort of thing almost yeah. that might mm. be uh, maybe it's slightly unusual context maybe to a fight for Katie Taylor who constantly says she's getting better and the yeah. best is yet to come <laughs> but uh, uh, well, what boxing has taken place in Cole Park historically well the Muhammad Ali one famously uh, Lou Lewis was that it yeah the documentary was made to that end and he was doing a bit of a a world tour, the world tour that Elvis never got to do, Muhammad Ali actually did do, and uh, took it around the houses. And you know, it's a very good documentary about it. So, wow. but it wouldn't be wouldn't be a huge um, cast of fights going back. Like the professional boxing scene in Ireland, needless to say, it's been um, accentuated in the last couple of years. The difficulties there, but it's never been a country like for all our history in the amateur code. It's not one that's necessarily taken off pro style you had mm. the Steve Collins years where he great nights in Cork and obviously the Bernard Dunn years which would have been covered here on News Talk and just it's probably the thing that got me into boxing in a big way was watching Bernard Dunn win world titles in Dublin so um, hopefully Katie Taylor can be the one like there have been fights here needed to say Eric Donovan won his European title a couple of weeks ago but those big ticket events where a stadium fight at the Aviva or Lansdowne Road I think Katie Taylor's the one to to bring all with her in that regard yeah um, one last one just on something you mentioned earlier on that uh, caught my interest so Carvajal 32 year old Argentinian 19 and 0 as you said and um, I was kind of wondering about the style of this fight and how it plays out and what we might be able to expect but you were talking about I mean what I took Ronan I'm not going to lie was that she's going to be the big Sam here she's coming in to park the bus and uh, just try and get out of Dodge with some sort Sam. of a reasonable defeat there's no sense here that like you know this is a this is for her given her age profile as well it's the fight of a lifetime she puts everything into it and yeah. there's potentially an upset or no well it's it's a shot to nothing for her um in, in that sense and marcus maidan is her promoter and people might be familiar with him he fought floyd mayweather twice he fought amir khan so kind of a big personality banging the drum on her behalf but yeah i think it's uh it's a park the bus job as you as you termed it there and that's sometimes where the Katie Taylor is a, a reflexive counter punching fighter in, in many ways and you know likes to elicit attacks from her opponents and then make them pay by make them miss and make them pay whereas she, she doesn't often get those opportunities against these kinds of reclusive fighters almost so that'd be the difficulty as from an optical point of view it mightn't be the the best fight but you know it's it's Katie Taylor headlining a show at Wembley Arena and she'll be keen to uh, like make a point and and put on a display off the back of as I mentioned that that classic um, show with uh, Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall where Clarissa Shields was basically copperfessing her stance that I'm the greatest women's boxer of all time and and Taylor be keen to restore her claim in that regard I would say never heard reclusive fighter before it's that's got to be a little bit counter it's that kind of um, that's that's the insight you come like from Homer Simpson like I'm just <laughs> against Dredrick Tatum I'm just trying to Pressure trying to not die here like just Homer in the pub yeah. weekend. Ronan, fair play. Thanks, William. Thanks, William. Well, the appetite just nicely. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.